This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, here at The Coffee Breakup with Marvin and myself, we take mental health very seriously, especially when it comes to therapy. It can be awkward, but the beauty of our sponsorship now with BetterHelp is the accessibility that you get literally over your phone or on the computer, however it is that you need to communicate with someone at BetterHelp to get that therapy that you need. So without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. If you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress, whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Coffee Breakup listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash The Coffee Breakup. That's Better, H-E-L-P dot com slash The Coffee Breakup. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. I promise you. There's going to be 10 to 20 guys that don't go to this this butcher's office. And there, there's a ton of people that do the same stuff in town. I'm talking about stuff that's absolutely criminal. So the reason I'm here before I get on the flight to go see my pop, who's 92, is so that that shit stops. Because yeah. I, I, you know, I get tired of doing revision surgeries, whether it's implants or re- revision treatments for... You know, some of this silicone, we had to cut out stuff and I'm got, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of doing bet, it. So yeah, this is a great venue, right? Yeah. Uh, your, your demographic. These are the, the men and the, and the girlfriends that might be looking at this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let them go to some, somebody that's gonna, some you know, Joe it, Schmo. It, it, yeah. yeah, no, no, there's like, something to do and damage you. you could do it safely. And you get the good result you want. That's all you need in terms of male enhancement, in terms of anything yeah. in sexual medicine and mental health. Just do it with a provider who's a specialist and it's safe to do. Then you're on your way to a good path. There was one a case. So this is, I mean, for uh, a couple of years ago, I think there was uh, a clinic who did. Uh, they specialized or they were doing like uh, breast implants, and there was uh, people that were dying. Yeah. And they had to yeah. shut down. Then they reopened. They changed, they, they the, changed name. the name. Yeah. And <gasps> somebody died again. Yeah. And they so, changed the name. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. But there's a lot of, you know, this is obviously happens to a lot more women who they get more surgery than whatever, but they either fly out of the country and then they die in Mexico, South America, and it's all to save a couple of grand when it's like, dude, this is your body. This is your, your health, health. This your, is your life. life. Just to save five grand or whatever? Triggered right now. It's I'm really, I'm really pissed off. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Coffee Breakup. Starring Marvin Schultz and myself, Christian Vieira. Thank you once again. Wait, was that beer supposed to be for somebody? I just brought it out because he said we're beer. definitely going to have one. Yeah, I'll pass like. it over to them, man. What are you doing? <laughs> thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for coming back to another episode. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify and iTunes, thank you for, for the, the support, man. listening thank to us on the go, uh, watching us on Patreon, most likely. Thank you so much for supporting. You guys are the best. Uh, social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. We're also on YouTube. Got clips there. Make sure you subscribe there. We got a lot of things coming out there. And we got a website. 
Coffeebreakup.com merchandise and some really new cool stuff is coming out. So. Really, really cool stuff is coming out actually. So with that being said, jump right into it. Yes, we got two gentlemen from uh, Perito Urology. Is that correct? Is that was terrible our pronunciation. Doctor so. Perito and Brett. How are you guys doing? Good to see you. You can call me Paul. Paul. It's easier. Yeah. I appreciate that, Paul. Brett. Thank you guys for making it. Uh, on this lovely uh, Friday afternoon. Yeah, so this uh, this occurred, Brett, you had reached out to me about right. what was going on here, so right, right. I think it's only fair for you guys to introduce yourselves. Let us know what it is that you guys are about, where you guys come from, what it is that you guys do. Uh, that way we can jump right into it. So, Take it away. Go ahead. I got it. Right. <laughs> My name is Brett Levitt. I'm the PA with Dr. Paul Perito. Been working the, with him for about... To make a little bit closer? There we go. Yeah. Working with Paul for about three years now. Um... Basically, just learn from him. He's the expert, um, kind of like his apprentice. Uh, as for my history with you guys, you know, yeah. me, me and Christian were in SIGEP together. Shout out. Yeah, shout out Ooh. to the brotherhood, yeah. <laughs> fun time, fun time. Handshake, yeah. baby. Yeah, we'll show the grip later. It's top secret. But, yeah, uh, we always stayed connected. Marvin as well. A lot of party times. Yeah, good, good times. times. And now we're adults, yeah. right? Coming nice. together as professionals. Right, yeah. who would have thought? And here we are with the man himself. So introduce yourself, sir. I'm Paul Perito. So I'm probably twice your age. I'm 61. Am I 61 or 62? I'm, you can tell dementias. <laughs> Just yeah, starting to remember. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, um, I was at Emory undergraduate, and I wasn't really sure about medical school. I was either going to buy a bar or I was going to go to med- medical school. And somehow I took Very the relatable. other route. Yeah. No, it <laughs> goes back, way way back. Then uh, went, went to med school in Maryland, came down here to Miami, which, which is a place I always wanted to be, and did a couple years of general surgery, four years of urology, did a fellowship in Australia. Then I came back here, I came back to Miami as a urologist. I mean, you can either join a practice, you can join a hospital, or you can hang a shingle. And hanging a shingle as a physician is scary as shit. It's really scary because, you know, you don't have contacts, you don't have patients. And the contacts that I had way back then, it was, uh, there was a great doctor, an HIV specialist, and he and his husband were very close friends of mine. So I gave a talk, gay sex on South Beach, and, yeah, and I had up on a that, practice yeah. in a night. There was about 500 guys showed up to the Raleigh Hotel and I started my practice with nothing but gay men. If you go to my office, it's got some really nice art. <laughs> it's well, well appointed thanks to my patients. And I still take care of, you know, a lot of them. It's been about 27 years. So it's been a while. That's awesome. So you are urologist and you, but you special, like you have your own clinic in Cole Gables, right? Yeah. Well, so a few, cause I think your partner's also, you got people in like Columbia also, I believe. So we have a, a couple of interesting avenues that we went on. So, you know, yeah, I started with the gay sex on South Beach and, you know, erectile function and dysfunction is a big deal. It's a big deal for all men, whether or not you're gay or straight. And I got into that and then I got into the surgical treatment of erectile dysfunction. And we pretty much, we patented a, a procedure that changed the way you, you do penile implants, which we'll maybe talk about for a little bit. And uh, we just soared, and we've been number one in the world for like 13 years doing penile implants. During that process, I learned a lot about men, and, you know, all of us are focused on our dicks. There's no doubt about it. But then we started looking at ways to safely accentuate what you have, what, you you know, your God-given graces are. And so that is our other 
outreach. So we train people how to do penile implants and our new, it's not so new anymore. Yeah, we patented this uh, girth enhancement procedure about what, five, four or five years ago. And now we have partners in Brazil, Colombia, all over the U.S. that are using this patented technique for girth enhancement. So we can talk about just about anything you want to about a dick. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> and that includes, you know, testosterone, uh, you know, erectile function, um, you know, cosmetics. We can, whatever yeah, direction absolutely. you guys want to go. Absolutely. Uh, that's pretty much all we do. Awesome. Sure. But just to, before we dive into it, I just want to clear things up. What is a penile implant? Because people are going to listen to it and be like... Yeah, well, what so exactly? You, you give me yeah, a new dick? It's not like I transplant, uh, you know, somebody else's dick to you. It's um, <laughs> yeah, because if I can pick, which, I pick Shaquille O'Neal. Give <laughs> <laughs> uh, me Shaq. I pick him. Uh, baby's arm. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants a baby's arm. Um, it, it, a penile implant is something, and it is an interesting, you know, route that my career has taken. It, it it's a pathology when you can't obtain or maintain an erection. It's a pathology, you know. When you're looking at cosmetics, it's not a pathology. That's an anxiety disorder. It's just something more that you want. <clears throat> but when your penis isn't working and everything else fails, and I know you've had previous specialists that talk about injections and other, you know, there's pills, injections, and mm -hmm. then there's finally a penile implant, which, believe it or not, was the first treatment for erectile dysfunction. The very first treatment ever for erectile dysfunction was a penile implant. And this, you know, there's several types. We're not going to go into a deep dive. Sure, sure. But it's something that allows your penis to function and gives you a penetrating penis whenever you want it. And it's it's the real deal. And it's, it's probably one of the most nuanced procedures that we as urologists do. Um, but it is, it's like the end game. But if you're smart, you make that end game your first game you know, when you really need it. Okay. You don't suffer from erectile dysfunction and throughout your life. And it, it's surprising. I think our mean age for patients that are getting a penile implant is about 48. Okay. Right? So that's surprising. You know, you guys are in your 30s. Yeah, almost, yeah, we're yeah, almost yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> you almost there. Penis <laughs> huh? you we do. A penis implant? I don't know, dude. No. We do tons of guys between 20 and 30. We, we had to write a paper on that recently because a lot of academic institutions do not believe that they think it's all psychogenic, but it's not. So that's a pathology that we treat. And, you know, these days you can buy pills, you can buy shots with the phone call. Yeah. You know, which oh, yeah. Th that's sure a whole other that. conversation. But um, a penile implant is a device that's inserted surgically and the way we do it is is pretty neat. That's why we are pretty busy that way. Is this a, a permanent solution? Because I think I've heard of s similar things in the past. I think there was one. I don't, I don't want to say the name because I'm not even sure of it. But it's it's literally just like almost, it's like the shape of a penis that goes around, I guess you would call the shaft, right? It goes like, around it. Yeah, it, it would, but it was like a permanent boner, essentially. Like it was always just a shower's yeah, type of. Well, the, the very first implants were called malleables or semi-rigids. And these were basically silver core surrounded by silicone. So you're always hard, uh -huh. right? And you bend it down when you don't want to use That's it. And you can't conceal it. And God forbid you're in the vegetable aisle and somebody walks by and says, oh, he's a pervert. Uh, and you try to bend it up and it, it would kind of wag around. But that was the very first treatment for penile implants. And we're actually giving a talk this year at the American Urologic Association. It's been 50 years. And that was the very first treatment for erectile dysfunction fascinates me 
it's a multi-billion dollar injury. You know, once pills came in, now there's everything under the sun, including a lot of people selling snake oil. Um, and there's there's a bunch of stuff right now. Uh, Shockwave, wait, where's your camera? Wait, well, you got this Is one over there. Yeah. I'm telling you, Shockwave, PRP, stay away from that shit. That, that snake Shockwave. oil, okay? This guy did talk about Shockwave. And yeah. he was saying, he was talking about, like, this was, like, extremely innovative. Revolution, like, revolutionary. Yeah. That's what they all said. And also for yeah. women, too, did he also? They had, they had something for women. Might not be the same thing, but. I did, okay, yeah. but I did, I remember him talking about the shockwave therapy, how this was, like, it was amazing. When they were talking yeah. about it's like amazing on a chalkboard, but does it work? And, you know, I, I have some of my friends that are in phase three trials, and for the most part, the shit doesn't work. You know, so, you know, you really, you got to go to a dedicated center for men's health. You know, and all of us, that's, you guys are focusing on this stuff now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, wait, you know, ask Brett. You know, you had an opportunity to work at almost any place. This guy's highly qualified PA. And there's something about men's health. Maybe you can tell them, you know, that's what makes it completely different than anything else you're, you're, yeah, I mean, it's definitely unique. I mean, because you're dealing with, Men's health in terms of patients coming in with their issues, stuff that they don't like to talk about, whether it's with a therapist, a medical professional, they come to you, so you're part therapist, part medical provider, giving yeah. them medical treatment, and you do see a lot of the shit out there in terms of mm-hmm. patients going to see physicians, and they get recommendations that are basically asinine. Really? Yeah. It's scary. Um, but but is it fun working in my fucking office? <laughs> that's the question he's trying to ask you. Why are you there? <laughs> yeah. Put the we mic, put the mic a little bit closer. Put, do me a favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a good closer. time, you know. Yeah. We what? have a good time. We like helping people out, and we have fun doing it. We enjoy doing it. How did you guys connect? Because, Brett, like, how did you decide to, you know, to get into this path. route? You know, this is a funny story. Um, <laughs> so I had an offer to work in the ER. I always wanted to work in the ER at Baptist, and, I interviewed with Paul, never met the guy, never heard about him, didn't know who he was, although I didn't know about anything about urology at the time. I walk in, he's sitting on a, a throne, basically. <laughs> it's like royalty. <laughs> with, yeah. a, with a scotch in his hand, a cigar, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> One thing led to the other, we hit it off, we have a lot of similarities. Um, we both like medicine, both like business aspect of medicine, so we hit it off and the rest was history. Man, that's, that's awesome. That was three years ago or something? Right yeah. about, yeah. Okay. And uh, so you have your office in... in uh, oh, one question I had about uh, the penal implant. Do you... Is it like you just press a button? Do you have to get aroused? I'm just trying to get the technology. <laughs> yeah. And that there's manifold answers to that, those two questions. Um, okay. You know, the way that we do it, yes, you still have that rush. Okay. Like when, when you're randy, that's an old man's term, when you're horny, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, you get that feeling and you know it's coming. Right, 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 right. But the reason you get the implant is so, you, in this case, the inflatables, you pump it through a little pump in your scrotum. Oh. Which you've oh. heard. La bombita. Heard. La bombita. La bombita. La bombita. Yes. That's yeah. it. La bombita. La bombita. It's like a little, like a little, well, it's like a little bomb. And, it's like an air pump. Yeah, just you have it hanging like a pump. The, like a pump. No, yeah. it's inside your ball sack. But you press it on your. You yeah, so you you'll it. pump it, and bigger your penis, the more you got to pump it, and then you get a penetrating penis. All the same sensation. Everything else is the same, but now you have a guaranteed one hundred percent of the time penetrating penis. So penis. even after you bust, it's still. Or you keep going, baby, keep going. if you want to. Yeah. You know? Ask abuelo. He knows. Yeah. 
that's how I first found out about it. I was working with this guy, and he was like, he was always there, like talking, you know, sweet with the with like the tellers, all the female walk in, you know, they walk in. He's like, hey, one of these little older guys. Yeah. And then when I sat with him one time. I'm like, dude, but you talk about this, but you're not really like, how do you get it up? And he goes, bro, una bombita. I'm like, what's a bombita? He goes, right in my balls. I press this button. And it goes up, and it doesn't go down until I tell it to. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt or anything. <laughs> no, if it hurt, we wouldn't be doing five hundred a year, right? <laughs> it brings pleasure to everybody. Although you never called a bombita in the airport, you know. You know oh, they want you. Oh yeah, you don't want to. You know they want you, right? And it's not like they the 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 machine, you know, that you do the X ray sees it. But they see it. it. You never, you become a grower. You're always, I mean, a shower. You're always showing. So this guy, he's showing. And the guy comes up for TSA and starts, you know, doing the, his thing. <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's just my bombita. They tackled him, beat him to the ground, dragged him to the back. And when, once they got him back, he's like, no, it's my fucking penile implant. <laughs> it's yeah. not a You work at an airport. Can you imagine if someone's there like, oh, I have a little bombita in here. Everybody a little bomb. Everybody. Yeah, it's bomb. That's bomb. Okay. Well, bomb, yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, that's fucking wild. It, it's a really, it's a cool, very, um, it's a niche sort of market. And it's becoming less and less of that because we, we've trained about 800 people over the last mm. 15 years and yeah, that are really becoming take. dedicated centers to, to doing this. And uh, you're going to hear more of it and see more of it. But it, it's hard. You, Andres Garcia, you guys are too young. He was a, a very famous actor. He just died like a, a couple weeks ago. And he would get on television and on Christina. You guys are too young oh, for that Oh, wait, show. no, I know Christina. And he's the guy that would say, you know, hey, I've had sex with 10,000 women thanks to Perito. And, you know, that was one of the guys that really helped put me on the map. It, but it's not common to have a celebrity, you know, get behind a podcast and say, I, I got a, you know, a bionic dick, you know. Because it, it just doesn't happen. I could imagine, so, I mean, with the amount of, of, of patients that you've seen, I'm sure some of them may have been recognizable people or are these all just very common guys that you that you mean i'm sure both no everything everything. you guys have also seen all uh, you know there's 40 million men with erectile dysfunction in the u.s and the more that they're enlightened the more people you're going to see that are not going to be shilling their you know money for to to charlatans and yeah um you you know the implant business is growing slowly because 75% of guys and girls that put in penile implants do less than five a year. And so they have bad outcomes. So then you have the podcast where you have people talking about bad outcomes. If it's done at a dedicated center, it's 98% uh, patient satisfaction, which is better than any hip, knee, shoulder, any of that Procedure, stuff. Procedure, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think is attributing to the, um, you said it's not so much niche niche anymore for the procedure. What do you think is contributing to that? You think me, maybe people are more more comfortable about opening up about how they feel where they don't feel insecure about talking about it? Or do you think it's just more of a safety issue that now they feel like they're more confident behind the procedure? Let me ask Brett, as a younger guy, yeah, that's what, do you, what do you think is, is making people come in because we see a ton of young men young no and yeah. more so the fact that you guys have to deal with so many and speak to them and, and almost become like their therapist because who do they talk to about this they're not going to go to their, their therapist and say well my dick's not working right. um if, if you tell that to another you know woman maybe someone you're seeing if they already know but if they don't know that's kind of embarrassing and imagine talking to your boys about that right. so you guys are having these conversations so what do you think is attributing to them being more comfortable about doing so 
I think it's the education about it. Like people are more educated now because of the internet, basically. But yeah, people just know more about it. They're more proactive. People are just more, you know, penis conscious. I guess you could say that they're just aware of their anatomy and they want proactive fixing. Whereas you know, maybe twenty, thirty years ago, it's kind of a shameful thing. People don't want to address it. Right, they're kind mm, of avoiding yeah. it until it's too late. We, we're a very puritanical, you know, country. I mean. Look at testosterone. Yeah, I mean, how many, how many, and I, I don't mean to, to put this on, you know, the, the, the wives and the girlfriends, but they're like, no, you're, you're not going to take testosterone because, you know, it's just going to make you horny. Yeah, but where testosterone does so many things agree. beyond mm-hmm. just raising your libidinal energy. And testosterone has had a terrible name for absolutely zero reasons. Yeah. Testosterone replacement therapy, when done correctly, is that that's the fountain of youth. Yeah. All this growth hormone shit that was going around with all the baseball players, you know, that's not what keeps people young. Most of us will drop our testosterone levels as we get older. And if you don't replace it, you're like a diabetic that does not get his insulin. Yeah. So, uh, you know, our puritanical state has become far less, clearly which mm-hmm. is a good thing, mm-hmm. I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how many marriages I've saved or broke up, but, you know, it's it, it's now, it's it's out there in the Ethernet, and people are talking about, you know, hey, I need a, a good, healthy sex life. And um, COVID, everybody thought COVID was going to be, you know, kill, kill our business. The second the gates opened, you and we were one of the first people operating in Miami, it was gangbusters because they had time at home with their partner. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why would you guys, yeah. why would they even think it's the opposite? Yeah. Like you have nothing else to do. I mean, I, but do it. It comes to life because they're at home with their wife all day long. And, and if you got nothing else to do, you know, why yeah, not? That's yeah. the time. <laughs> um, but I guarantee you, you guys have friends your age that are sitting there and they've had erectile dysfunction for five years and they think it's all in their head because they just have not gone to a specialist and had a chance to be looked at to evaluate mostly vascular issues, you know, yeah. some neurologic. But, uh, you know, it, it as things are breaking, you know, the, the barriers are breaking down on these conversations. You know, I, I see, didn't we have that guy where the parents called up? The parents were concerned about their, their son's dick, which I thought was awesome awesome great parents said, if the insurance doesn't pay we're gonna pay and you know it, it's it's important you know it, it any any true psychoanalyst therapist is going to tell you half of your relationship is sex at yeah. least yeah. at least if you don't have a healthy sex life then you know what you're doing there you know what what are, what, what would you say are like some some causes or, or reasons as to why erectile dysfunction can happen especially maybe at a younger age so in this case you're telling me about because your demographic is what well 20 to 40 yeah between i would say 20 30 40 the biggest problem these days is porn porn is a problem because we're seeing a lot more premature ejaculation because you know when they're when they're able to pick their genre and they'll pick their star you know, then they can sort of, you know, hang on and they can anticipate. But then when they have the flesh and blood in front of them, you know, they pop off. We're seeing a ton of that. And th- this is something that is currently being studied, not by we're the surgical people, but by the people that are looking, looking at things from the psychiatric uh, aspect. Uh, so that you see a ton of that in young people. And then you see a ton of the erectile dysfunction that was never talked about. 
to the point that we just had to publish this paper. This is November of last year. And in saying you need to look at 20 to 30 year olds and take them seriously. And, you know, take them seriously here, but take them seriously down here as well. Because, um, you know, they, it, it occurs. It's like the best example is varicose veins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, girls, they don't get them till they're in their 30s or 40s. And when they get them, they hate them. A varicose vein in a guy's dick is a shit sandwich. You're done. You're done. And that's basically what we see in the 20 to 30-year-olds. And the first 20-year-old that I ever implanted, I did his brother, his uncle, his father. His father was the first one in. Then the father told the son, who was 20, 20 years old. And that kid, they were from another, I, I can say the state, they were from Connecticut. They fly down, and uh, I, I do this, the son's case. Uh, the son, I don't see him for you know, four, six months. I'm at a, this is back when they had those beach parties on South beach. And I hear his mom's voice, Dr. Perito. And I'm at a party. I'm like, I don't want anybody to see me here, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm like, where's your son? And she points across the the pool and there's the son sitting in front of five beautiful girls. And the son is just had never had an erection ever. It was a genetic predilection to these, these valves going bad, just like certain families have varicose veins in the females. Really? So that these are realities that are now coming true. What we need to do is make sure that these young men do not fall into the hands of charlatans. Yeah. And that's the one thing that our societies are really focusing on is making sure that the public is right, educated and they're not falling in the hands of, you know, some, some, crazies you know a lot of nuts yeah yeah and that also transfers over to young guys having low t oh i wanted to get into that too yeah because there's a ton we see a ton of guys low testosterone rh yeah i'm thinking because i i've not that i've done a lot of research but i mean all this research gets thrown at me also now with social media stuff sometimes you get the good stuff sometimes you get the bad stuff but i'm realizing a lot of it comes down to diet also and like rest you know, the right, the right amount of sleep in order for them to maximize their own natural testosterone. It, circadian rhythm is the biggest one, okay? Mm. Now, it, when I first started practice, cops, firemen, <clears throat> coming in with low T. Back then, they used to have these calendars, right? So I would thought they're all juicing for the calendar, mm. and that's why they had, you know, low T. No, oh. they, they don't get proper sleep patterns, especially these firemen where they're mm. woken up, put back to bed, they're 24 on, you know, it, and that's one of the primary drivers now. You know, this stuff that's out there, you know, you, you need to suntan your balls, all this stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah it, it really is yeah. stress and, and lack of proper sleep. And you're right. If you eat right, you exercise, you sleep right, you should have normal testosterone levels. Unless yeah. there's something else which we would have to, you know, elucidate as the phys- you know, physicians that take care of them. But... Um, it, you know that's a, a that's a harsh reality that's out there, but that's just the nature of you know, this twenty four seven you know life. I didn't have you know email, so I, when I would leave the hospital, I was would go it? to sleep. Yeah, yeah. You know, you guys are up all night long, you know, attending to your email work, and right. it's um, that's what's causing men to have low T, the biggest, the biggest offender. Yeah, right. it's huge, but also what I see a lot in. Because of the friends, the way you grew up, a lot of guys chronically smoking weed. 
Oh shit! I smoke a shit ton of <laughs> weed. weed I need to stop smoking <laughs> weed, dude. If you're a chronic weed smoker, it's gonna kill your own testosterone. Ah, you Damn, good. dude. Uh, low T. Yeah, but I try to do everything else though. Hit it home. It doesn't come back. You don't just smoke weed, is it? <laughs> Fuck, dude. That's terrible. Man, because uh, I love the the topic because uh, you know not for Fuck. anything because because I, I I get my levels Take checked all the time, and I Ooh. have yeah yeah because you know I get the checkups and whatever. I have actually. I think low testosterone. So, and I'm, you know, I just turned 30, but obviously in the past when I was younger, you know, I would like abuse steroids and all kinds of shit. Why are you whispering? Yeah? Yeah, I was <laughs> you're talking into a mic. I don't, I don't know why I'm saying it like that. It's kind of like, oh, but yeah, like I would abuse fucking like steroids. And so I would recover. But when I check my levels, they're not like where I think sure. a normal 30 year old levels should be. So I'm currently in the process of kind of like determining what would be like a good, good way to kind of combat that. Yeah, babies. I don't. You want them? Yeah, maybe, kind of, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> and there was just a, a, a recent publication <laughs> that came out, and one of the first publications came out, and I got to be very careful because one of the authors was being truthful when it comes to fertility. If you, mm, you know, yeah. if you get on, if you're on testosterone replacement therapy, and then you switch back to the things that will drive your own testes to make testosterone, um, um, how many actually can sire children? And and that first paper, you know, I think it was ninety five percent. But this was all done by phone, so you don't know if that kid is really that guy's kid, okay. right? You follow me? So I would estimate, guesstimate, eighty percent, ninety percent. You'll be able to have swimming sperm that can actually impregnate somebody when you get off of testosterone replacement therapy. But there are things that young men can use besides the the, the first three. Which is eat right, sleep right, get some, you know, sure. get, uh, eat right, sleep, sleep right, get some exercise. Um, I, there's a couple of ways that we can boost it. Now, people that make a lot of money off of this shit, right? And I don't mean shit. Your stuff is great. I've seen the stuff that you put out, but some of these podcasts, yeah. it's nuts. Mm-hmm. And some of the biggest ones in the world are funded by, they sell testosterone mm. boosters. That damage your liver and have been shown don't work. Talk about charlatans, right? Because everybody these days is about, yeah, I got got to be macho and everything else. But if you do feel like your test is low, there are very safe ways of doing it that won't affect um, um, fertility. And you, you can get that boost that you need. And then when you have the right sleep, eat, and exercise, you can... Get off of the booster, but you, know, you might need that booster to get back in the gym. You might need that booster but, to. But isn't the idea to do TRT testosterone replacement therapy as you get older? Once you implement, it's permanent, isn't that the idea? Because your body's going to start producing the natural. Yeah, because I, I heard. But then it wouldn't you just take lifelong. it for the rest of your life? Yeah, I heard that. Okay, but like you guys have the art of gab. You just said testosterone replacement. Right. Yeah. All we're doing is replacing. So we're not shut. Yes, it does shut down your own what's left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But what's left, it's a finite number of cells that make testosterone. Okay. And those finite cells, as we beat them up with stress, lack of sleep, you know, then it gets harder and harder to maintain levels that make you give you the libidinal energy and everything that you need, you know, to be so, well, successful. healthy men. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's good for your brains, your bone, your heart, your dick, everything. You know, it's just it is the fountain of youth hormone that we are replacing and you're absolutely right it's replacement mm-hmm. so once you get on it you truly yeah. 
you can get off of it if you want to have a kid. And then we do all kinds of things to drive your testes biochemically. And the number, which is 95 in the literature, probably more like 80%. And uh, there, there was just a, a recent paper talking about which combination works best for this. But, you know, you, you can get it done. I did. I got twins. <laughs> Late so, in life. But can you, can you be on TRT? Permanently and then still conceive children? Or yeah. Is, yeah it's a, it's well, or more it doesn't make you sterile, but it'll drop your, your sperm counts below 20 million. And then you got to... Really? But yeah. what is the cause? Is it because of the excess testosterone? Or no, no, it's because you don't need to produce them anymore. Well, you suppress the pituitary gland, which talks to your balls and says, make more sperm. Okay. Make more testosterone. So it suppresses them for both. Ah, okay. That's why... That's why I ask you. Yeah, you know, yeah. Hey, you know, testosterone replacement therapy is awesome, but if right. you want to have kids, use the stuff that's out there. It's basically eight. If you knew anything about steroids back in the day, you know, HCG and or Clomid. Yes, certain. And yeah. you can, you can. <laughs> yeah. But He's the HCG is the best booster. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah, ever. yeah. like resizes your nuts. Uh, and yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, a, a nuts. bigger. Bigger yeah, load. yeah, yeah. Bigger load. I heard, yeah. You could paint the wall with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't, isn't that the hormone that women produce during pregnancy or something like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it helps them ovulate. Okay. Yeah, and then it. what does you take on talking about all these stuff? Uh, human growth hormone, HGH. I know he had mentioned it earlier Yeah, you briefly. did comment on that. Is that something you... So, you're laughing. What's so funny? Because <laughs> he's heard this a million times. He's not how a many, fan. <laughs> how a many fan. people come in asking for it? Every day. Uh, every day. Every day. Somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, and peptides is just a paucity of good literature on it. Um, I, although one of my friends has put out quite a bit of good stuff. And that is a driver for growth hormone, basically, these peptides. Mm -hmm. But growth hormone, I inherited a guy's growth hormone practice when I was younger. And the first thing I saw is... Every time a baseball player got caught with it, they couldn't get it. They couldn't buy it, even at a pharmacy, right? And then when you're on it at significant doses and you get taken off of it, you're like a junkie. You look really? awful. I mean, they just feel like shit. They look like shit when they're using significant doses of it. Uh, the Mass General study, which I heard was stopped because of the uh, possible incidence of uh, increased incidence of uh, colon cancer. And what you get out of it, in addition to if you're on testosterone, for example, mm -hmm. that what you get extra is maybe, what, 5%, 10% more lean or, you know, whatever men are looking yeah. for these days. Is it worth it? Hell no. It's not. It's just not worth it. It's not, well, not worth the money. It's expensive. It's right. a very expensive biologic. And at the doses that it would... It would do yeah, just that little require. 5% of tweaking, you know, if you want to look good yeah. and, and feel good. I don't think it's worth it because, God forbid, you can't get it. You feel like a junkie. I always thought that was like the fountain of youth. Yeah, they said that that, that, that was like, like a better the, alternative. Yeah, like that. that's your body produces it and everything. Like it's just If you can get your hands on that, it's better. It's yeah. healthier. Than that's what I heard. But remember all those clinics? Yeah. Where are they? Shut down. Oh. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Plus, you know, there's good body of literature out there says it could be risky too know? much downside versus the pros yeah. versus cons yeah, okay yeah, interesting right. now if you're doing to and you got to be careful these clinics they add all these anti-estrogens if you're doing testosterone replacement therapy correctly the only thing you might want to throw in there is hcg really yeah but wouldn't you want to need something to come because if you if you take the, the testosterone wouldn't like something for like the estrogen and stuff like that be required in order to no, offset it's it? No, re it's required if you're using too big a dose. Ah, okay. Oh, because it wants to aromatize. Yeah. 
exactly. aggressively where exactly. the estrogen wants to then start combat. That's where you get the teams. <laughs> but, but, <if> <laughs> right? but if estrogen goes up, uh, if testosterone goes up, doesn't estrogen go up simultaneously? But, okay, but y- what happens is you give that big dose, okay. and then you have a peak, ah. right? And that peak is where things start to aromatize and turn to estrogen. So if you lower that dose and you try to make it less of a sinus rhythm, mm, right? I see what you're then you don't make estrogen. That's why pellets are awesome. Pellets are just what, uh, what are pellets? They're testosterone pellets. You put it under the, in the, in the fat, and these things last you know three four months, and you get a nice steady state. Yeah. And you know we, we don't check levels. Yeah, no. And you stay at a nice plateau. It's not this up and down, up and down, which is where you get all these excess right. estrogen. Yeah, the side effects maybe and stuff like that. Yeah, minimal downside. Okay, okay, pellets. okay. I love saying, well, "What's the side effect?" A uh, hard on. A <laughs> <laughs> good side effect to have. And but like, if you do, if you do decide to do like a testosterone replacement therapy, is it something that they have to come to you to get it like on a regular basis? Is it an injection like twice a month or something like that, or do they get like a kit that you take home and then you could just? No, do it, it would on your be own? administered by. No. Oh, okay. you do no, it you do it yourself. Yeah. And oh, okay. one of my colleagues recently out of Texas, he recently published, he can put it in the, the, so, the sub-Q, fat, sub-Q, sub-Q, here, yeah. sub-Q, yeah. which is awesome. You don't have to reach really? around and, and stab your butt. It's, uh, you know, so we, we collectively as sexual medicine experts have made it really easy for guys to replace their own testosterone at home, yeah. try to keep those peaks and troughs more centralized, so your median way of living but <clears throat> that the, the thing that cracks me up the most is when a guy says well you know i, I don't want to do shots because you know I, I hate that up and down <clears throat> a young man will start the morning at 1200 say and maybe end up at 300 so you talk you've lived your life up and down yeah, yeah. Okay. so you know just be smart and get your testosterone replaced and we you know because there's so much negative press out there um we keep an article in in the office that I you know that I've made copies of, and the title of the article is "Death by Testosterone." We think not, which is prose, right? That's not your typical academic article. Academic articles are very sterile and scientific. "Death by Testosterone." We think not, written by one of the mo- smartest men ever in testosterone, Abe Morgenthaler, out of Harvard, where every professor that needed it was on it. By the way. And this is, it doesn't cause heart attack, doesn't cause stroke, does not cause prostate cancer. This is all stuff I'm sure you guys have heard. Yes. You've yeah. read. Sure. And it's just not accurate. It's not accurate. So is there <laughs> something that, that causes that while you're using testosterone? Or is it a hereditary? Th- like all these side effects that they say about it. No, no, it's not. It, it, it's well, definitively what they, what shown. they say. It's cardioprotective. It, 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 the studies, the large studies with big cohorts of patients it's safe it's it's cardioprotective it's protective of your prostate if you do get prostate cancer it's not going to be one of the ugly ones it is the fountain of youth drug and it it has a bad name <laughs> mostly because of the puritanical aspects of you know my generation that is I think, it, <laughs> I think it's also big in in the whole sports field that like you had said about uh, baseball and it's funny because i saw a documentary that was called the bigger faster stronger the truth about steroids mm. i told you about i don't know if I you've ever seen it. it 
But it was talking about how the media really made steroids like they made it seem so bad. And then there was a there was a I think it was like a cancer patient or he had AIDS, I think it was. And he was saying like, oh, like I'm on these prescriptions because it helps me with with my red blood cells, with my levels. It it increases them. And then the question is, it's like, well, you're going to tell me that you can give a sick person steroids and they can get healthier. But if you give a healthy person steroids, they're going to get sicker. Where's the logic in that? So that's on on pace, right? Yeah, yeah, but steroids, steroids. This was the testosterone. It it was based on the medical side. Steroids are different. Anabolic steroids are different. And there is a place for that in in growing older, without without a doubt, you know. Um, But testosterone specifically has just, it, it does, none of it makes sense. All we're doing is putting a hormone back in you mm. that you're missing. Why would it be bad? Losing, Why yeah. it isn't? If it's already there, it is. I'm just losing it. Studies are kind of skewed because they look at who's on TRT. Guys who are 50 years old, more or less. Yeah. Usually start on TRT. Who gets heart attacks? Who gets stroke? Who gets prostate cancer? Guys in their 50s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So it just so happens that those those gentlemen who are on yeah. TRT. But if they have those pre-existing conditions, there was one study like six years ago, and it was they a bunch of family practitioners that don't know anything about sexual medicine gave a bunch of bedridden guys a bunch of testosterone, and a bunch of them died. <laughs> you know, you can give them vitamin C, and a bunch and of them are going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it was it was immediately debunked. Immediately, they actually had to go around to all of our meetings and and correct their data. Um, so, and that was when you would see the commercials, remember the commercials, uh, oh, if you, you know, you just lost a loved one and wasn't, they were on testosterone. How long those commercials last? Just just like the growth hormone clinics, how long do they last? So money, you actually, you follow the money and the money is usually clinically correct Mm. at some point, you know? There's a clinical, uh, uh, there's a uh, monetary correction that occurs in all these charlatans, all these shockwave places, all these PRP centers. Uh, there's going to be a monetary correction that is in line with the the clinical, you know, data, and that's what, and that's what uh, us doctors are really poor um, marketing people in general. We're, we're we're not good at it, and we don't have uh, public messaging out that's adequate, you know, to tell people that all the stuff that makes you fucking happy is is actually kind of good for you, or really good for you. So, and uh, our field, everything, everything, you know, but you know the pills. I remember when the pills first came out, and I was doing a lot of implants. I said, ah, you, you're not, you're never going to do implants again. It only brought in more implants because. More people were like, eh, you know, that pill isn't working for me. And then they move on. So there, that, it's usually the monetary correction occurs first. Yeah. And then people start to believe the, so the data, the, the data that was right in front of their face. You know, that's crazy um, how education can really impact, you know, because people like they don't really think about these, these things or they think about the star, uh, you know, testosterone and they think of it in a negative connotation. Or, or you know, because some people might abuse it or whatever, but there is really a place for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm thinking now more than ever because if we think about it, I, I I did the 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 line like the carnivore diet in January, and that's when I felt I felt the best. I felt like I can do whatever I wanted to do. Um, and basically, the way that I approached it was it was it was more of like an elimination diet. Like, let me just cut out all these processed foods. Let me just take out all this garbage that I'm putting in my body, and I felt 
I just felt superhuman at that point. My body just felt efficient. I, I honestly felt like my testosterone was through the roof. I was, I was lifting more. My, my body was just transforming in ways. And I just feel like now um, with dieting, and I don't want to, you know, shit on vegans or anything like that, but it almost feels like when you look at the back of these packages and what's on this beyond stuff, it's almost, I can't pronounce half of that shit. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be eating this stuff. How is this supposed to be helpful for me naturally? So and I realized that when I just, com- they just ate, pure beef and and what else was i eating beef fat and fruit and fruit is what i was eating i felt like that was that that's what changed everything for me so i'm also thinking with all these implementations moving forward especially now with society of like um i don't want to get too like political but you know kind of accepting more of like this whole changes when it comes to like the the whole gender stuff so we're eating a little bit differently we're we're having all the like the nutrition that's not the same as it was before um what would you say would be the best? Because you had said eating, sleeping, and 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 uh, what was the other? It was eating, sleeping, and exercise. And exercise. <clears throat> what would you say would be like the the proper diet that would be in order to help someone? Okay, I'm not a dietitian, but the the one thing that I definitively know and and it makes sense is when you have somebody that says, "Yeah, you know, I'm on testosterone, I'm working out, and things just aren't. I, I'm not." losing weight what diet should i get on i don't i don't even approach what they're putting in their their cake hole i say what time are you eating and it's it's the people that eat after you know most of us go to bed at what midnight what do you, 11 10, 10 11 12 <laughs> 10 11 12 right yeah. so if you start if, if you eat after say six or seven o'clock and you eat at six or seven and then you have a snack afterwards which so, so many of us do when we're watching television. That's the worst because you know, your body at that point has already stored all of the, 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 the easy ca- calories, the glucose and all that stuff in your liver. And now it's looking for a place to put it. And because you're not active it, and you're, you end up sleeping, it stores it in the central aspect, which is called mentri- metabolic syndrome. And that is what makes people not feel good. And I'll bet you when you were eating properly, you didn't need a burger at, uh, or a steak at 9, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You were eating at your normal hour, and you're, you're sated. So you don't need that extra stuff. That's the biggest. <clears throat> when it comes to diet, if you can not eat after 7 o'clock and if you're going to bed at the, you know, the routine time, then I would leave everything else up to the dietitian to be yeah, able to yeah, tell yeah, you, yeah, yeah, sure, you know. Sure. But if you if you eat clean, if it looks like food, eat it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's a donut, clearly it doesn't look like food. Yeah, I'm trying to do anything possible to raise my testosterone naturally. But you know, it's funny that we're talking about that because when, the last time that I went to my physician, I asked her. I'm like, hey, I think you know I'm turning 30. I want to get my testosterone checked. And she looks at me and she goes, but why do you want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's I, I told yeah, I realize that now now that I'm more like you know conscious about it it's that's like a huge red flag. It's actually and, pretty typical with primary care doctors so it's weird. Really? Yeah. Oh so it's so it's, this is normal. Well but but although it shouldn't be. Here What's in normal? Miami. Normal that they don't do it or normal that they that they don't do it. They okay. don't. They don't, don't check. Yeah it, because when when I, I'm sorry it's their norm. Yeah. It's not I, oh, I it's not 
Based but it shouldn't be. No. It shouldn't yeah, because be. when I asked it, I told this to somebody else, and they're like, what do you mean you haven't gotten your, like, you've gotten your testosterone checked? Yeah. I get you see what I mean? Like, you're a 30-year-old guy. Like, it's important to know this stuff. And so she's like, okay, look, like, you look good. And, and when she's seen me years over year, like, year over year, she, like, she knows me. And she's like, oh, you look like you've lost weight. Like, you look athletic. Um, Like, I was literally there in gym clothes. She's like, if I were to do, if I were to t- like check for your testosterone, and let's say it comes out low, do you feel like it's low? I'm like, well, no, not right now. She goes, exactly. So then what if it does come out low and now I'm going to have to prescribe you testosterone when you don't even feel like you need it? I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, true, no, but I feel like I should know but also for like, my overall health. But also, like, you may not feel it, but you, maybe you don't know what it's like to have good testosterone. Right. Because you, you might feel like this is how I'm supposed to feel, but you've never, maybe you haven't felt with high testosterone in a long time. So it's like, well, this is my normal because that's all I know. You know what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Like, of course that makes yeah. sense. So it's like, damn. So you, you should have been like, well, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's so. Maybe I don't know how it's supposed to be feel to have high testosterone. Damn. Maybe you do your levels and you have like 400, and it's like, well, you're young, you're healthy, you're athletic. Your levels should maybe should be a lot higher than that. So it's like, and know? and really nobody <laughs> except for those that study sexual medicine know what the proper norms are. Um, so it, in general, the family practitioners, it, you know, it, it might come back 400, uh, three, 360, 350 or below is abnormal, needs to be treated. Okay, okay. Okay, uh, for a morning level. So, it, it, you know, family practitioners, and not to shit on them, you know, but they, they just don't have this, this data in front of them. They need to understand that it, get that guy back to where he was when he was 20, yeah, and he's like, "Oh my God! Now I I, I see what I've been missing. Now I feel amazing because yeah, I, 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 I feel yeah. I, I, what I had before, and I see what I've been missing. And there's zero downside to it, you know. And you know, you don't want to jump on TRT early when you're wanting to have kids, but if you need to replace it, start because it's a pathologic state. That's what you tell your family practitioner. If it's low, it's pathologic." It's not good for my bones, my brains, my heart, my you know, anything. So if it ain't good for it, it, let's you know at least have an option to treat it. And with the the soft options that are not testosterone, that are real, they're not this junk medicine. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a, it's it's safe, and then you'll be like, wow, man, you know, my exercise is better than it's ever been. I'm actually seeing progress because I now you're a little young. You'll see in about five years, you're like, man, I'm not getting the gains I used to. And, you know, depending upon, and and here in Miami, so many people are from foreign countries where they had mumps or something like that as a kid. So they have even lower levels. There's zero wrong with checking a a morning uh, level of testosterone. And, And if that little boost helps you, great. If it doesn't make a difference, you're right. You know, okay. why treat something that ain't broke? But... We do this because we know the guy's going to have a low level. We'll give him a shot, and we'll say, yeah, just keep a mental diary of how you felt this uh, week. And they're like, fuck yeah, where do I sign up, you know? Because the thing, this is, because when I got mine, because mine is, because the, the, the range between what's normal is so large. Like, What is it? Because it's like, what, from 350 all the way up to like 980? Yeah, if, like? if you look at your lab... Quest or LabCorp, whatever it is, it's going to be two fifty. Yeah, the range then two fifty, which is not correct. Yeah, which is crazy. Because so so mine are like at at four four seventy, which is not really that high. But did you check your free testosterone? My free free testosterone is low too. 
That's free, low. Yeah, and the bio. That's the only. That's yeah, that's so, the only thing that's available. Yeah. So your total doesn't even matter if your free is low. If you're not even using that total. So, but if the if the to, if the free is 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 low, then that means you need something. Yeah, you need something. Yeah. yeah. You you basically yeah. you have proteins that are binding it. Yeah. Proteins that your liver Holding wants to make for whatever reason that'll okay. bind it, and one of them being sex hormone binding globulin. So, if you have a low free T, you need to have something to help get you there. But what if I if I still want kids, then I can't do TRT. What's but I, I already do? told you we got. I got to so swing by the Chris, clinic. You, this is your buddy. This is your new buddy. Bro. I'm gonna swing by the fucking <laughs> clinic, dude. I'm gonna fucking hit you up. I, I got, got something pro bono for you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's safe, you know, TRT uh, testosterone boosting the proper way. Okay, okay. It, it's safe. Everything is safe, and there's so much. You know, there's 1,800 papers on testosterone replacement therapy with not one of them being bad. I named the one mm-hmm. that was debunked within six months of it coming out. Wow. Is there a goal as to where you want to fall within the spectrum of healthy testosterone ranges? And the reason I asked is because I saw, again, another video. And it was um, and it was it was of a doctor talking about like yeah, like they talk about that they're in they're within the normal range, but why not maximize the normal range? You know, we, we don't. Does that even matter? They were making it seem. Be, you think more? They is were better? saying it yeah. no, like still, because if the range is just like you're saying, like it's a really broad spectrum. But it's like, well, I don't want to be right in the middle. I don't want to be within the yeah, spectrum. I want to maximize. Yeah, no, not that I want to like blast and be like you, but it's like <laughs> I want to feel my best. And if you're going to yeah. tell me that the the normal goes up to this number, why wouldn't I want to be closer to the... There's the, certain things because if you have normal levels and you get on, you're going to suppress your own production and then you're going to be hypogonadotropic. And then it's just going to lead you to having low T and you got to stay on it for life. If you don't need it at that point, there's no reason to get on until your symptoms or your levels indicate to do so. And we're not treating a number. We're treating, we're on the same page as your family practitioner. If they're feeling good, we've done our job, Uh, right? You got it? Got it. You know, what's interesting is they they both must have big dicks because they're not talking about dick size. I don't care about the dick, man. I'm good on the dick. I'm good with my my dick. I need that test to go. I was waiting for you to bring it up because you're the one with the 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 small dick. Well, now that we talked about it, I mean, I guess... um, it's it, it's when we talk about these these uh, implants, it also increases length. Oh, is it, this it's is a just different. A, it's just a to yeah. So for size augmentation, totally different. That would be more of a, like a cosmetic thing. Or? So yeah, that's our cosmetic branch of our office, uh, which is called Eurofill. Eurofill. Talk to us about that Eurofil. because I also was reading that that also affects the girth and it also helps girth the and, girth and resting length. Uh, Paul invented this pattern so you could take it away. Oh, I was reading that. Yeah. But but you mentioned something that you know the the implant makes a penis bigger. No, <clears throat> the only thing that makes a penis smaller is erectile dysfunction. Once the only thing that'll stop that atrophy. So once a guy is not getting ten erections a night, well, it's actually somewhere between six and ten. It, you'll you'll get ten erections for ten minutes during the night. Once that stops, you start to lose length and girth. Everybody loses length and girth once rendered impotent whether it's by um, removing the prostate or, you know, you smoke too much, you know, those guys start to shrink. A penile implant will stop that shrinkage, give you function back, and then you can grow some back with, you know, this is beyond the scope of tonight, but the, the implant actually will grow inside the penis, but you're not getting it to make your dick bigger. Now, unless you have a big fat pad above your penis, 
there's nothing that makes a penis longer. You know, there's guys that do joking. I didn't even know what joking was. Oh, yeah, it's like stretching yeah. the penis or something. You had a guy come in, had an injury from joking too hard. I swear, you hear that. <laughs> from what? Joking. You never heard of joking? I, no, what is that? Supposedly, you like tug on it, right? Oh, like the penis pump? You like no? Uh, you have there? You tug on it, right? Or yeah. you stretch you it? Like, basically, you jerk off while you're soft. This guy explained it to me because I had no idea either. And we work in sexual medicine, so this is something you, you read online yeah. when you're. I guess you said I was watching porn and it said, "Oh, I can make my dick bigger by oh, doing this." You yeah. click on it, yeah. The, the doctors hate him. How many you times have you clicked on? It? Never. <laughs> Targeted ads now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, to make a dick bigger, we have that aesthetic, you know, business with okay. it. Okay. So that's where guys can get size, and where guys can get size is what girls want ultimately, which is girth. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, a, a vagina, you only have about that much sensate area. And their, their G spot is basically an internal penis. And it's, yeah. it's within this realm. Ah, okay, okay. So length is really not what matters, at least to the vagina. Uh, it's more girth. And. When it comes to length, I'll say it over and over again. Nothing makes a dick longer except for removing fat from the fat pad above the fupa, whatever you would call it, you know, above the penis. You can remove that, you know, through liposuction or what they call mons lipectomy. But when it comes to length, yeah, okay, let me ask you guys something. Okay, how many guys, say one out of 100, one out of whatever, how, have a seven inch or bigger penis? What's a minority? Maybe one one out of hundred. Yeah. One one out of thirty. Okay. Okay. But everybody that comes in our office is like, yeah. I got an eight, eight inch dick, and I love pulling out the rule and say, "Shut the fuck up." It, you know. Were they measuring from their asshole? They're measuring from their asshole. No wonder yeah, you didn't go into engineering. You would have <laughs> built a building that fell down. <laughs> uh, so, so so you know, one, once men understand that. And they never will. They, everybody's always looking for something that makes the dick longer. And whoever invents that is going to, you know, get a Pulitzer Peace Prize or something. Because <laughs> maybe we'll stop all the wars. But <laughs> when it comes to girth, you know, you know, when I was doing all these implants, because everybody complains about loss of length and girth. Okay. So I was like, what can I do to help these guys, you know, to help them with girth? And there was a bunch of stuff that was being done at the time. And I did some stuff, you know, experiment with, with some materials to make the penis fatter, you know, but it was finally hyaluronic acid, which I'm sure you guys have had somebody here that talks about injecting lips or butts and stuff yeah. like that. But the, <clears throat> hyaluronic acid is a chemical that's in your skin. And if you can use that on the penis using our patented technique, you can actually get girth and the girth it, you know, it is significant as well as the increase in resting length because now you have these columns that are, you know, holding your penis so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't shrink. It doesn't telescope back. Now, this is a, it's a patented technique. There's been a lot of, there's a ton of people injecting all kinds of stuff all over the country. Uh, there's one right here in our backyard injecting liquid silicone, which is criminal, fucking criminal. Yeah, and you guys, I'm not going to say the name, but you guys have seen the billboards and stuff. Uh, you really got to watch out for the people in this in industry because, you know, first thing, it's a real, it's, it should be something that should be offered to men because, you know, there's tons of studies that show that, yeah, if you take a, a cohort of like 10,000 men 
and you ask them, okay, so do you think you have a normal sized penis? And the normal sized penis is in this very nice standard, you know, cone, right? And <laughs> and they they all fall into, let's say, all ten thousand fall into it. At least fifty percent will say my dick is small, and they call that penile anxiety disorder. Now, are they going to blow their brains out for this? No, but if they were offered something that was safe and efficacious, they do it. And so that's where, you know, we started to see, you know, a, an avenue to, to actually monetize this thing. I was doing it just because I was so tired of my patients saying my dick is just so much smaller because I, you know, but it was the erectile dysfunction. Mm. But what about the guys that just want a little bit more? And that's what COVID, I mean, when COVID hit, guys were like, I want this shit, you know. I paid for breasts. I paid for this. I, it's my turn. My turn. My turn. I earned this. I earned this exactly. dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, it is, it, you know, it's it's a really cool technique that can give that. It's it's twenty five percent of us that are walking around the street uh, that we would definitely you know jump on board because it's safe and effective. I mean, just like breast implants. And you know, that's pe- where it came in. I think was huge. It was revolutionary because women, their breasts, their they, butts, do they do everything. Their face, they do everything. What do we, we do? Nothing. True. Yeah, and we get bitched after doing testosterone replacement. Yeah, that's therapy. what I'm saying. <laughs> we can't <Yeah>. win. <laughs> we can't win. <laughs> so now you get a give us something. So is there ever like a limit as a how like too big? <laughs> what if you got a guy who's dr- like dragging his dick inside and he goes, hey. Longer, bigger, fatter, we stronger. Got a, we got a couple of those. We got a couple. We're like, I don't know where you put that thing. But. <laughs> Just wrap it around his leg. But yeah, I mean, everyone has a capability. Your skin stretch capability. Oh. Personally, we like, you know, we tell guys, you know, you you look good there. You just want a little bit more. Some guys go above and beyond how most men do, but we try and keep them in the realm of, you know, a natural looking girth augmentation. Fuck. Too bad. I also feel like back to what we started off with, with porn. I feel like when you when you're watching certain scenes because mm. these guys are professionals where they they make sure that you get the right length, the right size, like everything, you know. Which I wouldn't doubt that a lot of them also do pr- these procedures, if not injections and a bunch of other things. I mean, I've heard a bunch of stuff. Right. So it's like I feel like if if those people who are watching a lot of porn, they're comparing their maybe to like, normal to like dicks the, uh, to the anxiety disorder. Uh, they, they say that's one of the things that has lent to this. And it, it's it's not a pathology. This is different than dysmorphia. Yeah. Where oh. you look at yourself and you're like, they don't, you know, it's like bodybuilders that don't see how big they are. Mm. You know, it, it just, uh, this is not dysmorphia. This is just something like, if I could have a little more, why not? And and porn is a big player in this yeah. because, you know, who wouldn't want to have a porn dick, you know? I mean, <laughs> oh, I you can got, make it. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, <laughs> it, you know it, the the breast breast implants. There was guess how many breast implants were done in the U.S. last year? Well, I'm sure like eighty uh, percent of it was done down here in Miami. <laughs> uh, if I had to give a number, I don't know. Don't how know. much is too much? I feel like everyone has fake tits. Everyone has fake tits. It's too normal. Yeah. 400,000 breast implants in the U.S. And I think there were 600,000 in Brazil. There was only 18,000 penile implants put in the U.S. And I I did 500. So, you know, we have not taken care of ourselves. And I'm not peddling these products. I'm just saying that 
you know, it, 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 men need to be educated that things are available, and when done in the right, right hands, it can be done safe and effectively. And you know, it, it, the the plastic surgeons have done a fantastic stand up job when it comes to breast and well, butts. There's been some issues, okay, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Uh, you guys should definitely do a po- podcast on that stuff because there's a lot of dangerous stuff in Miami, and there's a lot of good stuff in Miami when it comes to butts. But we need to get a professional on. Like who kind of specializes? Yeah. You know somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, you, know, you can go to a strip mall and get just about anything done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> professional. So that's if you go over to Hialeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. You get the dentist to give you implants too. <laughs> the dentist will give you best implants. You're down the street for sure. That would be a that would be a great podcast. <laughs> okay. Actually, that's actually a really good idea. We you were gonna say it. something. You like bumped me with um, something. Yeah, bought me super yeah excited. because because remember when we had on the porn store and she was like oh like which one <laughs> we had a couple on I think it was um it doesn't matter whatever and she was like oh yeah like a, the average guy's dick is I don't know eight inches or whatever and it's like well all the guys that you fuck I'm like have, yeah duh, <laughs> of course yeah. but it's because it's like all the girl all, all the guys who are in the industry have large dicks but that's like saying every guy is six foot six when to the people who are in the NBA. You know, yeah. they all they play they're they're, they're so big so so tall so it's like if me I'm like five nine and I just watch basketball and I'm like well I'm super short because I'm not six five comparing so, yourself to yeah so when I watch porn and it's like well everybody has a big ass dick and then it's like me they're like maybe you know I have a small dick and it's not the reality now you you need to compare yourself. yourself to people with small dicks like you I, I'm gonna compare dicks. myself with you nah I was your dick oh shit <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> it's five point five inches is the average from, from stem to stern right the that's the average and truly that you know. Darwin, That's a rector. Darwin or God rector. made that bell curve right. pretty <laughs> steep so that <laughs> you know, like, nobody is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, microphallus is extremely rare. And like I said, you know, over seven is one out of 30. So most of us fall in that nice bell curve. Women are happy. You know, they're happy with that length. You know, girth, yeah, you can add a little bit more. Our favorite is when the wives come in and they go, I want a little bit more right here. Just right here. No way. Because they, they know right where they, they feel They request it. it. They want, yeah. I want some HA, hyaluronic acid. Can you inject it right here? Because that's what gets her off. Oh, yeah. Because, like, what if there's, like, a... Because where is is the, the spot? Isn't it, like, on the, the inside The G-spot portion? is up, up the roof. So, Anteriorly. On so, the roof. wouldn't you... You probably want people to have maybe, like, a little button on top or something, right? <laughs> right. Right? So but then you it, want a nice curve there. I'll never forget this chick. I can't say her name. Her husband's just a badass, and he's got a giant fucking dick. And, he, and, and, and I'm like, what are you doing back here? And she's like, I just want a little more right here. And I'm like, but what for? And she pulls out her phone, and she's showing me porn, right? Porn, the point of view, you know, and saying, like, look at my husband's dick like this, because see this. And I go, you want me to look at your husband's dick like I'm sucking it? You just <laughs> fucked up my job, okay? <laughs> I'm going to call my mom Look at say, it from this oh, angle. I want to retire, mom. <laughs> this is too weird for me. <laughs> but but, but that's, that's when suddenly, it, you know, plastic surgery for women has been fun. Yeah, we, we've enjoyed it. We uh, have I'm on benefited. Board. Yeah, I'm we're on up for it. And <laughs> you know, and, and you know, it's it, it's their it's their right and their, you know, they they get pleasure out of doing it. So why why can't we? And the best, the first reality I had, and I had a big reality tonight with you guys. A big light bulb went off. Testosterone, it's the same thing. 
You know, why have we been told this is something we can't do? And it's not women in general, although I did say that, you know, a lot of wives yeah. hate my guts because, you know, these guys get all horny, you know, for somebody else. But that's not everybody, clearly. But, you know, that's a big realization that that we've been told not to do a lot of cool stuff, fun stuff, and safe stuff. So if anything comes out of this podcast, I would hope that that would... For sure, I, be something. I, I, I yeah, the girls are getting all the fun. It's time that we get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they get fun. <laughs> I, I can't remember her name. If I said her name, no, you didn't. Okay, good. You didn't. No, you didn't. So I, I just have one question. Um, how does it work? Like, do you guys have walk-ins, and then if you do take on patients, do they just get naked? Do they have like? How do you do kind of... You want to want to role play? Let's let's pretend you're the patient. Walk into the door and then they'll like, check how, you out. Because, like, how does that work for you guys? I'll put it on OnlyFans. I fucking dicks to see every day. I <laughs> know. The best was this asshole, right? So, so yeah, you come in our office, you know, we might examine just your dick in the office, but then you might have to go to an examining room. And if we're doing any, you know, if we're doing girth or we're doing something, you know, that's in the exam room, right? But... This is a funny fucking story. So, so you know, he's probably pretty new in the office. And, and you know, he knows that there's this one area in the office that there, there's actually a patio door leading out to the patio where I examine guys' dicks, right? And you hold his balls, you fucking, you know, do the penile stretch test on his dick. And, right, so the, the, I know the guy. And, you know, he, he's a friend of mine. He goes, man, I, I think I have something on my ass, right? I go, I just turn around, right? And so he's now turning around. He's facing the door. And I'm literally got my hands opening his ass. And Brett comes walking in. And he's like, stops. And he shuts the door. I go, open the fucking door. <laughs> oh, I was like, hell no. I see a guy bent over. I don't see Paul's face. <laughs> and his asshole. <laughs> what is going on? Ah, oh it. my god! Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Luckily, he had been there for a few months. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I that was your first day. day. <laughs> <laughs> first, yeah. first and last day. Yeah. Oh man! Imagine because you met him like uh, when you went to go speak to him. He was there sitting in the throne with a scotch and a cigar. And then the first day you would have gone yeah. to work as him and some guy's ass. You'd yeah. be like, Where am I? Where am at I least, for? at least keep me informed. <laughs> informed consent of what you're gonna do to yeah. me, right? Oh man! Um, you get a full, full. That's funny. You get a full examination. Do you? How many people are working in your office uh, at this moment? Do you have multiple staff? We have. A, we have about ten people that work the office. Um, yeah, you know, we have. You're right. We have a bunch of um, what would you call them? We, uh, certified providers for the uh, for the girth uh, all mm -hmm. around the globe. Um, but when it comes to our private office, our, our local sweat equity, it's, you know, here in Core Gables and there's about 10 people that work there and it's, it's, it's like your office, you know, it's something where you just want to, I, I want to have fun. You know, yeah. Plenty, yeah. I, I love operating, but okay. we made our office, our, our office pretty fun. Our office is fun. I go home with stories all the time. I uh, was like, you guys need a TV show. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. So never. No, yeah. Never. Stuff could never get out. Never, yeah. ever, ever. You guys ever probably have. seen some crazy shit. You hear it and you see it every single day. It's no, but you can have, you know, actors portraying, oh, you know, the uh, the patients. No. Change the names <laughs> and shit like that. Uh, and we did, uh, we did a piece for HBO. And this is back when it, it was it was just too scandalous for HBO. Um Today it would fly, but uh, but in retrospect, it's just not a good idea. 
you know, to to yeah. any rela- reality show with medicine. I was thinking I, that I think it's might just not too cheesy a little it's bit. not a good idea. There was one with um you seen the show Botched? Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah, I, I've been at conventions where those guys are there and they're great guys. But I just it's I don't know. I, I don't think that's the right way to to, to go about to, this to, business. Yeah, and you always end up get kind of getting brought down in the mire, you know, of because yeah. these documentary specialists they're looking for scandal. They're looking yeah. for yeah, cheese yeah. man. Like, is that what they call it? Cheese man, cheese man, cheese man. Yeah, but yeah. I, but but I'm I'm thinking now to your point, like now how it's almost you would open up with it. It's not so much a niche anymore. I feel like now since there's more education behind it, um, probably wouldn't even be that bad of an idea because you're almost like encouraging people to be more educated about what it is that you guys go it through while still the, making it fun. It gets, it gets it, done it, the right it, way, maybe. Yeah, it has, it has to get done the right way. You have to get the right guy. Delicate, right, the, yeah. the right guy, right girl to to produce it. Yeah. But And, you know, Netflix. and then you got to have, you know, you got to have patients that are open and not freaks. And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> hard <laughs> how you interview these yeah. people. Um, <laughs> and uh, the people that we did this piece for HBO years ago, I, uh, Vice, Vice did oh, a piece on us. Yeah, I, yeah watch it, and it, it, there's a little bit of a hit job there. Really, um, it, it's it, it's actually fairly informative. Um, fairly, you know, fairly <laughs> informative, and you know, but yeah, 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 news outlets don't always have your interest, um, and and for especially for physicians and patients, there's there's such an intimacy. That yeah. uh, you got to mm. really be careful. Thus, the HIPAA, you know. Mm, I, mean, yeah. I would love to tell you this wife's name because she fucking cracks me up. But you know what I mean? Um, and so, no. Yeah, they'll always portray stuff in different ways. We have our own way. You know, he said education is important. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, Alfie, our research fellow, created this called Meet the Penis um, on YouTube. About 75 episodes now. Uh, so it's basically just informative in terms of penile implants, in terms of men's health, sexual mm. medicine. We started one with urophil for specific girth enhancement questions. And these are all questions from patients. They submit to us oh, cool. and we answer them. As basically it helps us out. We're not answering the same question over and over and over again. Sure. True. Um, and it's providing education at a mass quantity. And, and, and the same mantra it, every single time is <clears throat> we're not here selling Pareto urology. We are here to make sure that you go to a dedicated center. Don't get harmed. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, and, and it's what's so wonderful is the, the patients come up with the best questions. I, I'll, I'll lecture to a room of 350 uh, doctors and, they don't have one intelligent question. And then patients will come up with the best stuff. And then the, the, the mantra is at least go to a dedicated person, somebody that's not going to sell you snake oil, not going to hurt you. Because there are guys that are out there hurting people as we speak. Yeah, probably just trying to focus more on the profits of whatever their business is operating right. rather than just looking after the patient and do the right thing by them. Right. Gotcha. I had one more question because uh, you did bring up some really good points in terms of finding the right provider and the right you know physician. Um, is there a way for for the consumer or for a potential patient to kind of weed out some of the bad ones, some of the bad actors? Or you, you, you really what got are you looking for? You, you got to look at you know board certification. You, okay. you got to look at societies. Uh, it, it, societies are getting much more active okay. in saying who has ongoing accreditation. Uh, the reality is, especially, I, <clears throat> this is something that I wanted to tell you. There's a there's a difference. Insurance 
in cash. True. Yeah. When you have things that are insurance, for the most part, there's some regulation on people's qualifications. In cash, like you said, one of you, one of you guys said, a dentist is doing breast implants in a garage. And I know, I, I've heard of this yeah. here in Miami. Um, and there's, there's guys that they have an MD, but they never held a dick at all during their training. And then now they're calling themselves a penile surgeon and they're, they're injecting scary, silicone. And, and these are things that have been well-documented are extremely, extremely dangerous. Then you have the beauticians that really understand the cash pay. They learn enough, but God forbid you got a problem, then you're fucked. Okay, and then they come to us. Right, and, right, and right. In our industry, we you, you had somebody on that would talked about injection therapy for penile uh, erections to get an erection. That that started at one of my societal meetings in 1983. It was Doctor Brindell. He got out from behind the podium after he had injected himself. 400 urologists in the room. His dick was rock hard. First time anybody used this vasoactive substance on their dick, and we lost control of that. Urologist did. You had somebody on where they were talking about you could just make a call. And a non-doctor gives you something that you could destroy your penis with in one shot if it's not done properly. And that's our societal problems. And this is something that I, before I retire, I'm going to make sure our societies give ongoing accreditation. Because we, how much harm have, have you seen in three years done to men? Too much. It's it at least how many two how many a week? I I'm not gonna put a number in your mouth. I would probably say like at least you know five to ten a week. A week? A, a week. week. Disasters. Now implants, shit. cosmetics, shit. Cosmetics is huge here in Miami. People getting butchered, and then they come to us as urologists, and then you have to clean up their mess. Fuck. Damn. Damn. That is no because <laughs> no because, but this is I feel like that's the that's the bigger problem because then how where are these guys? Okay, so the, the guys who, who now need your guys' help after, like, to clean up the fuck up, right? How did they get in contact with the person who fucked up Because, their dick? like he was saying, these beauticians, these primary care doctors that are saying they're penile surgeons and whatnot, they're throwing a shit ton of money into advertising. They get these people in with advertising. The guy doesn't know. He makes a uneducated decision no, because he thinks he thinks that that is the yeah, expert and that's the first thing they see on google i mean nowadays you google it but there are no reviews like oh this guy fucked it's me not over. even that no, but that's there's that's what blows me away there's a ton of bad reviews okay yeah. Yeah. i mean yeah. i don't People know just don't do but i feel like research. this is criminal it, yes good word it is you can't sue these fucking people well no they you know they they have their money covered, you know. It's a, it's a shit show. It's, yeah. it's a it's a shit show. If there's one thing, every healthcare person you get on here, you need to you know keep teaching your audience to do your research, make sure their qualifications are are order, good. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, you don't have to be a Harvard person. You can be a FIU. What you just got to make sure they're they're qualified and they're at least citing evidence based medicine. And the 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 problem is cash. Because cash is when you'll have somebody that'll say, I'll do it for cheaper. Mm, and then you they're, follow the money. You know, yeah. Thus the dentist doing breast implants. Are you are you able to disclose what like the price or how much it costs for a procedure like that? Or what? Maybe like an estimate or well, well, of, of this. Well, let's say, for example, someone goes to beautician because they want to increase their girth or they want to do something, some procedure to their to the penis. How much would that cost you guys versus what it would be for some person? It's like, oh, I'll do it here. 
I mean, we can't speak to what they charge. I know they do charge less because they're injecting one. Oh, yeah, they're doing whatever. Like the guy in town, he injects silicone. He's able to do it at a less price. He says it's permanent. One, it's criminal. These guys are getting messed up, and they're going, oh, I'm getting something cheaper. Go and do it, and what you get is what you pay for ultimately. We do hyaluronic acid by nature in the U.S. is expensive. Okay. So it's okay. expensive to do. For us, you're looking probably between, you know, somewhere between 8 and 12 grand. Okay. To get to where you want to do, which is manageable and it's done safely. Whereas That's, you're okay, going to Joe Schmo and paying five and you're getting. Or, or they fuck you up and then they got to go to you and pay twice as much Double. now just to get uh, it yeah. fixed off of the whatever they spent. To, and I'm getting too old and tired to be clean up these messes. They're big cleanups. Yeah. Know? And it, it's the same for penile implants. Like if you go online and you look at cash pay penile implants and you look at the guys and girls that are on there, they might do five a year. If you ain't doing five a day, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You know, so it cash corrupts in medicine. It, and here we are. We're back to this, with testosterone and, and, and PRP and, and, and shock. It, it, when the cash runs out because things are not effective, you know, people are going to stop paying for it. That That's when the science catches up. But the science is already there. Yeah. For everything we're talking about, whether it's testosterone, uh, you know, silicone injections, whatever. I, are we I, over? No, 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 not no, at no, all. Because no, no, I saw no. you were about to, you were looking at something you were about to say something before. No, because I, I, I guess like what I'm trying to get to is I just wish that they didn't see you guys as just doctors who fix things like fix fuck-ups because normally like i'm trying to get myself into the mind of these people that do that and instead of them going to you to really to to do the procedure that i want i'm going to someone who i believe is a specialist when you guys are the specialist i'm almost thinking well you guys are doctors so you guys are going to fix whatever my problems are but i'm not thinking of the problem that was caused by someone else because of me wanting to do the procedure instead i should just go directly to you guys it's not that you guys are uh curing like some issue that i have down here it's more of well if i need this for enhancement or if i need this for anything erectile dysfunction you guys are the direct point of contact not someone that you find online on a google search well i'm traveling tonight to go see my dad and i came here because I believe that you have an audience that it's actually going to be saved. That's the point of this. I promise you there's going to be 10 to 20 guys that don't go to this, this butcher's office. And there's a ton of people that do the same stuff in town. I'm talking about stuff that's absolutely criminal. So the reason I'm here before I get on the flight to go see my pop, who's 92, is so that that shit stops because yeah. I, I, you know, I get tired of doing revision surgeries, whether it's implants or re- revision treatments for, you know, some of this silicone we had to cut out stuff and I'm got, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of doing bet, it. So yeah, th- this is a great venue, right? Yeah. Your, your demographic. These are the, the men and the, and the girlfriends that might be looking at this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let them go to some somebody that's going to, you know. Joe Schmo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, There's no, no. something to do. And Damage you. You could do it safely, and you get the good result you want. That's all you need in terms of male enhancement, in terms of anything yeah. in sexual medicine and mental health. Just do it with a provider who's a specialist, and it's safe to do. Then you're on your way to a good path. Yeah, I'm man. Like triggered right now. I'm really, I'm really pissed off about finding out yeah. that. But you're doing a great job. Um, you know, that, that the health shows that you've had on before, it's here to enlighten mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And to, wow. and this is not, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, doctors are poor marketing people. 
and we need to be better. And the best way to do it is through societies. And societies are now, I, I know the, the societies I work with, we are striving to, to make patients aware of ongoing accreditation, who's safe, who's not. Yeah. Right. And we're really good at, you know, at, at, at policing, you know, certain things because right. there's corporate entities involved. But when it comes to cash, that's when you really have to watch out. And, you know, it, it, there's a, every day almost there's a story about a plastic surgery facility here in Miami where there's a serious problem. Well, right? there, so, yeah, there was one a case. Where this is, I mean, for uh, a couple of years ago, I think there was uh, a clinic who did uh, they specialized or they were doing like uh, breast implants and there was uh, people that were dying yeah. and they had to yeah. shut down. Then they reopened, they changed, they, they the, changed name. the name yeah. and <gasps> somebody died again. Yeah. And, and so, the name. yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. But there's a lot of, you know, this is obviously happens to a lot more women who they get more surgery than whatever, but they either fly out of the country and then they die in Mexico, South America. And it's all to save a couple of grand when it's like, dude, this is your body. This is your, your health, health this is your, your life. life. Uh, Just they, to save five grand or whatever? Uh, they, see, the thing is, That's crazy. I, I did 14 extra years of education, right? Yeah. So I could hold a dick in my hand. Yeah. How, how funny is that, right? So, you know, go to somebody that, you know, whether it's breasts, vagina, butt, you know, your, your bones, you know, people yeah. do their research. Do your research on people that are well-trained. Actually, the best place to find out if it's, if it's actually something that's in an operative setting find out from recovery room nurses there's no better source they'll tell you who the best breast implanter the best knee guy Mm. hip guy whatever you're doing um and these that thus meet the penis where the patients have the questions that's where you know and this is happening in in most industries you know because there's these plastic surgeons good ones that do great work, you know, they spend a lot of years and then, then you have these people that do a, like a cosmetic course in two weeks and they think they're good at something, you know, it's yeah. frightening. It's, it's scary. Terrifying. It's scary. Especially but in that's Miami. in cash. It doesn't really happen in insurance. Okay. Because of the regulations that are, that are comes there's with. There's a lot of regulations. Okay. It doesn't mean there's good and bad doctors sure. everywhere. Okay. You know? Awesome. Well, we were looking up something. Was no, over. I was looking, because I was looking at the price for like the average of like a penal implant. It's, it's 16 yeah. to 19 grand. Does that sound about right? No. Way off? We said 8 to 12. <laughs> no, that was for that the was girth different. Oh, that's girth. Penile implant. Oh, no, you looked up penile implant? Yeah, penile implant. And they said 16 to 19? Is it average on, you, on Google? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't. It's off? No, it's off. It's off. Because the actual <laughs> implant itself, the, the the piece that you put in, piece is alone. 12 to 14,000. Plus percent. Just yeah. that. Then you got a surgeon's fee. Then you got anesthesia. Then you got the hospital. Those are the dentists that are doing oh. the breast implants. <laughs> yeah. that are putting those prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be careful. That's the problem with Google, though. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Way off. Uh, yeah, and a, a penile implant, they, that one you better you better spend yeah. the right amount of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do your research. You guys um, are uh, self-advocates of the your own procedures? You are guys? we members? You yeah, members. Members. <laughs> members, you members. Is your member a member? Uh, you, don't get, uh, you don't get high on your own support. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not yet, not yet. A couple not years? Yet, You're going to have to do no, it. <laughs> I got to tell you. Like, uh, you when, when I'm ready, which will be soon, uh, he knows how to inject now. Hey. So, so yeah, he'll he, do it for you. Fuck yeah. And then maybe in a couple of years, he'll do it for you. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm come out of retirement. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dust funny. off the gloves, maybe. I'll do it for my, myself on Oprah. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll call her back in and say, "Come on, let's do this." Honey. <laughs> That's um, awesome, um, man. Thank you so so much for coming on. And uh, these are the episodes I love the most because they, I know for a fact that people are going to be listening to this, and and they're a maybe they're afraid to ask the questions or they never even thought of maybe apply it to them you know and so they're gonna be listening to this and i know hopefully they're gonna do their research maybe they can contact you guys just do your research you know be smart about it you know try to improve we're all about self-improvement yeah. that includes your dick as well and it's a starts from that. i like that no for me it's more of like having the awareness mm. and knowing where to go to get the right information especially if if because I can just imagine a lot of guys who maybe are insecure. They don't want to talk about these things. But fucking open your fucking mouth and, and talk to somebody so you get led to the right people. Not just to someone because you want to vent or you don't know who to... No, like speak up. And and it's not just about, oh, I don't want to talk about my problems or I don't know. I feel weird. Like, no, everybody has problems. Everybody has things. It's what you do about them. Okay? So look for the fucking solution and then go after it. But do the right way. What do you? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. Also, maybe this doesn't apply to you right now. You say, "Oh, my dick is working." Da da da. But maybe in two, three, four, five, ten years, you're like, "Oh shit, what's going on?" And you're gonna think back to this episode, and you're gonna be like, "Or if you're watching, ask your bro and make sure that he knows that he can find help." Take care of your fellow brother or your yeah, dad or something. Yeah, your dad. yeah. Or your, <laughs> your dad. Your dad. Well, maybe, (laughs) maybe. The point is, but ask, because maybe you can be the person that changes their perspective on this whole Mm. output or this whole kind of conversation. So it's up to you. So if you guys can do it, then go ahead and lead, lead lead the pack do so with that being said we do want to end the episode and before we do kind of blindsend you guys a little bit but i feel like it, it, it'll be very easy we like to end it with the final thoughts okay with that it could be whatever you guys want to say either to your younger self maybe to the general audience something that you live by that you're very passionate about um you could and then at the end you can sell yourself where they can find you and 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 everything like that um you can say it to the camera you can say it to us however you want stage is yours take as much time as you want got it it's it's like when, when we, we teach urologists, you know, because basically we say the same shit over and over and over again because <laughs> it's based on data that we have accrued. But there's no doubt that I learn something new every single time that I'm around people that all they want to do is increase their fund of knowledge and spread it around. And so the more that we have these sorts of activities, for example, I've never thought you know, about testosterone in the same vein as, as, as girth enhancement. But tonight, because of, you know, what the you have shared with us, sure. you know, it, take every opportunity you have for podcasts like this yeah, and to increase your fund of knowledge and then spread the, the word. I, I really, I, I get something out of every time I train, every time I come to something like this. And, you know, for me, the old fuck that I am to, to learn something <laughs> is, and, and, and I've done more than anybody in the world for 13 years of this stuff. So it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. So never stop the, the travels. That's what I think. I love that. What about yeah. you, Brad? You got something to contribute? Yeah, I mean, first of all, thanks for having us on. We had a blast. I know, no, thank you guys. Thank cool. you for cool. making the time. Yeah, but picking back off what he said, I mean, Constant education, not only for us getting better at our craft, constant education for the listener, the patient, you know, just being aware of there are issues out there that if you don't want to talk about, there are specialists that know what they're doing in terms of knowing how to treat you, how to guide you in the right direction. And there is stuff out there that can be done, whether it's actual, you know, an illness, whether it's cosmetic for men, 
whether it's anything, you know, there are specialists that can guide you in the right direction and treat you the right way without causing harm, which is why we came on to spread that word. So any guys out there? Need some urophil, need some girth enhancement to have a happier home. You come see us at Perito Urology. I love that, dude. Nice plug. Fire, fire. So, bro, before we close off, just tell us where they can find you guys. The address and... So, we're located at 135 San Lorenzo Avenue, Suite 540, Core Gables, right next to Merrick Park. Uh, you can find us online at com, at com. Find us on Instagram at Dr. Paul Perito at the Eurofil, um, and office number... And we're What's here. What's the 1 800 number? Do we have an 800 number? <laughs> you don't even know your own number. You want <laughs> him to say like 1 822 or something. I hope. You know, <laughs> oh, got the wrong number. <laughs> I don't know. You'll figure it out. All right. We all know You'll figure that out. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, thank, thank you guys so much. much. Thank y'all. you all. That was fun. Awesome. That was a lot of fun. <laughs>